0: Doug Elliott has been on the show numerous times. He's a good guy, friend of the show, gay rights lawyer, and recipient of the Pride Toronto Lifetime Achievement Award, and it's my pleasure to have him back on the show. Doug, Happy New Year. It's been a while.
1: Happy New Year, Kelly.
0: Doug, I feel bad. I only call you when there's something, uh, you know, going happy on in the news with Pride <laughs> Toronto, but uh, you are my go-to guy, so I hope you don't take it personally.
1: No, that's fine. All right, I'm let's, happy to
0: talk to you. Let's set it up, Doug. Last night at the annual Pride uh, general meeting, uh, Pride Toronto held a vote which resulted in the decision to ban Toronto police from taking part in the Pride parade, one of Black Lives Matter Toronto's demands. Were you there, Doug?
1: No, I wasn't actually. I'm up north right now in Elliott Lake, so I missed the meeting, but uh, I'm not sorry that I missed it based on the reports I've had from people who were there.
0: Okay, what have you heard?
1: Uh, it was another gong show very similar to the town hall that I was at um, uh, last year, where the audience was packed with supporters of Black Lives Matters and um, people from the far left within our community who really are not interested in uh, debate. They're just interested in getting their way, and uh, they got their way. They... Uh, They uh, voted—the people who were present voted overwhelmingly to support all of the demands that were made by Black Lives Matter. And signed
0: with a feather pen.
1: Yes. Yes. At least this time—I'll give them credit for this, Kelly. Yeah. At least this time, the process that was used was democratic.
0: Well, was it? Because, I mean, apparently, here's what happened, uh, according to Sue Ann Levy, who wrote this piece in the Toronto Sun that uh, pretty much ruffled my feather pen today. Um, Basically, they started out the meeting and then a group of of self-described white butch dykes sabotaged the meeting insisted on the demands that they're added as the top item and the, the meeting chairman tried to explain that changing the agenda was out of order because proper notice had not been given but the group would not let it lie and they basically challenged the chair and put it to the crowd of nearly 400 asking them to vote right away. So they hijacked the meeting that's not democratic.
1: Um, Yeah, well, let's put it this way. It's better than it was when at the parade. Yeah, true. The the executive director just engaged and the chair engaged in this um, street theatre of signing the the demands. Uh, So at least there was a membership meeting. Uh, As a member of Pride Toronto, I know I could have been there to do it. But this is what... um, uh, Chris, my friend Tim McCaskill, who's a, a left-wing guy, has called opportunism of the left. Uh, they've used these tactics for years. They invade a meeting and they basically hijack it. But in fairness to them, and and the, the chairman lost control of the meeting immediately. Mm-hmm. So they were, uh, you know, they were following Robert's rules of disorder apparently. Um, and uh, But in fairness to them, uh, you know, the people who were there, I assume were all members of Pride Toronto, and they voted in favour of doing this uh, overwhelmingly, and they elected a slate of directors who are all um, radicals, and so it's now been taken over by radicals, and you know, it's kind of like, I'm not really crazy about Donald Trump being the President of the United States, but right. he was democratically elected, and uh So there you go. Um, It's a bad decision by the people of the U.S., and that was a bad decision by the people who were present last night, who I predict will ruin the organization.
0: Yeah, well, the final uh, demand that Black Lives Matter wanted, and they voted on, and all in favor, uh, said aye, and uh, the ayes got it. All police floats and booths be removed from future Pride parades and other events. You know, Pride started out, Doug, as uh, protest. That Toronto wasn't yeah. a gay-friendly city, and it has now become a celebration of how inclusive the city has become. Yeah. This is a divisive vote, in my opinion. Has Pride right. Toronto lost their way, in your opinion?
1: Totally. Uh, it's it, You know, there have been grievances about racism in Pride Toronto for a long time. Um, some while back, I was uh, on the community advisory panel that looked at this issue, uh, but we recommended fair rules and fair process so that decisions weren't made by arbitrarily and politically based on who was popular at the time or unpopular, um, that it ought to be an inclusive event and people should only be excluded through a fair process. Uh, this was completely arbitrary. It's the, the only other time that a group has been excluded is because they took an anti-women position. Mm-hmm. And uh, police do not have an official anti-LGBT policy. On the contrary, do they make mistakes? Sure. Are there problems that need to be fixed? No doubt. Yeah. Is this the way to fix them? not a chance. And moreover, Kelly, um, we set up this dispute resolution process in an unprecedented move last night. They said that the police were not going to get access to the dispute resolution process. So they, they, they tied the hands of the independent decision maker that we set up to deal with these issues, which, you know, uh, really, to me, smacks of the French Revolution, mm-hmm. you know, like who, who deserves a fair trial if you're a police officer?
0: Uh, one of the things I wanted to ask, and, you know, it's a, t- a tough question to ask you, Doug. Uh, you know, you're a gay rights lawyer and you're, you know, part of tri- Pride Toronto, but we've got a pretty uh, friendly LGBT city. Do we need Pride the, and especially the parade anymore?
1: I think we do need Pride still. I mean, hate cr- there's still a huge number of homeless LGBT kids in Toronto. Uh, hate crimes are still more common against the LGBT community than anything else. But Pride has grown from being a protest march to a huge, multifaceted festival that includes aspects of protest and education and celebration and has become more and more inclusive over the years. Uh, the people who hijacked the meeting last night want to take it back to a radical leftist protest um against the establishment they want to make it part of the revolution mm-hmm. and not about lgbt rights and that's not the pride that i fought for um i'm going to predict that you're going to see a split uh, as has happen- happened in montreal and other cities and there will be a new LGBT uh, organization that will be inclusive, and uh, poor old Pride Toronto will be mismanaged into bankruptcy by the uh, radical leftists that have taken it over, and uh, it will it will vanish and it will be taken over by something. That is uh, more what I think the people of Toronto, including the LGBT community of Toronto, want to see in our city.
0: According to a piece that uh, Sue Anne Levy wrote that I talked about earlier on in the the Toronto Sun, Toronto police offer free security to the parade and other events. you know, let's face it, Doug, nothing's free. It's not free. It costs the taxpayers. We foot the bill about $512,000 for this to pay cops for that parade uh, that they're not allowed to have a float in anymore. What does that say to Torontonians?
1: Well, I I think it's a very uh, negative message for Pride Toronto to to send. And I think you're going to see more negative messages coming from the people who took over. They have a certain political agenda uh, that they are pursuing, they haven't, they couldn't manage a three-sandwich picnic, most of them, um, and they have no idea what they're doing. It's going to hurt Pride Toronto financially, and I will predict, as in other cities, Pride Toronto Inc. will go bankrupt under yeah. the mismanagement of these radical people, and something else will emerge, hopefully, to take its place. Uh, I think it's sad to see the organization go. Um, but, uh, you know, we've fought to try and, I fought hard to try and make the organization thrive, but what's important is not the organization. What's important is the event. Mm -hmm. What is important is promoting a culture of human rights and acceptance and inclusion in our city. And I don't think that you build inclusion by creating exclusion.
0: Would you be surprised if the taxpayers want to vote on if they're going to foot the bill?
1: Oh, I won't be surprised at all. And I think there's going to be a lot of sponsors who don't want to. to ha- You know, these people uh, who took this over last night, um, they made it very clear that they don't care about the financial issues. This is a matter of principle to them. Well, uh, you know, organizing a parade and all of the events of this size, they, they haven't a clue of the financial uh, responsibilities and the, the complexities of running something like this you know, they just want to be on the barricades so waving the red flag. Well, good luck to them. Um I, I think you will see a competing organization set up before very long that uh, would you repairs. head it? I wouldn't head it, but I, I certainly <laughs> think about supporting it. Ah, uh, you're a guy that I've...
0: clearly knows the word that goes into that. You very quickly I'm not heading that.
1: No, no, no. I'm I'm getting too old for yeah. that stuff, Kelly. Uh, but, you know, uh, I, I really have, I think, a lot of people that I've talked to, the older generation in the LGBT community who got this started, uh, and I will say that a lot of the people who had these radical people, not all of them, you mm-hmm. know, there's some old-timers like Gary Kinsman involved, who's a, you know, died-in-the-wool Marxist, for, but a, a great scholar and great activist. Uh, but a lot of the people who are involved in there, Um, They're very young. They have no experience running an organization like this. Uh, What they have is the correct politics according to the group that wants them in charge, and that's that's a great way to run an organization into the ground. And it's sad to see, but I think that's what's going to happen.
0: Well, Doug, I appreciate you being so honest on the show and, you know, uh, coming on the show. And, you know, we really do call you at the last minute and ask you to come on. And you're always so kind and give us so much information and insight into this. I I appreciate you being here and I, you know, wish you the best.
1: Yeah, well, thanks a lot. And I can tell you that uh, no doubt this interview will show up in someone's Facebook post and uh somebody's uh, somebody's affidavit somewhere. I've, as a result of my interviews on here, yeah. on your show, I've been called everything from a homofascist to a white supremacist. Uh, but, you know, uh, I've never let that kind of uh, talk intimidate me.
0: Doug, I uh, I appreciate you taking it for us. You okay. have your, You know, and I know it's not deserved, um, but I do appreciate it, and uh, I, I wish you the best, and I wish you a happy new year.
1: Okay, happy new year to you.
0: Thanks for joining Bye-bye. us, Doug.